The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting issue of the Major Spoilers podcast. This weekend, we're not talking about comic books necessarily, but we are talking about a very cool web series called The Variants that takes place in a comic book shop. Now, some of you may have seen this. We've run every episode up on the Major Spoilers website, but we are I'm very happy to have the creators of the series here on the show. We've got Richard, Ken, and Joe, and very quickly, I want you to guys go around so everyone knows who you are and knows what you sound like, and tell us uh, what you do. So why don't we start off with Richard? Uh, uh, this is Richard. I uh, own Zeus Comics, uh, one of the creators of The Variants, and I'm a total goofball. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Ken? Yeah, I'm Ken Lowry. I'm, uh, I was brought on board uh, at Richard's invitation. I write and produce and, and all that like the other guys do. And finally, Joe. Uh, yeah, Joe Cucinati. Uh, I am also a goofball. No, I'm just trying to steal your thunder there, Richard. Uh, yeah, used to do a, a podcast with Ken for a while. Uh, was a, a DJ in Dallas for probably about 10 years. And uh, just like Ken got brought on with this uh, with this variance project, I've been having a great time. Excellent. Well, Richard, why don't we start with you since this takes place in your store, Zeus Comics, down in, uh, is it Dallas? Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what is this now? You know, people have read some of the bios and I know you've done some other interviews, but how did where did you come up with this idea of the variance and doing a, a, a video series on the Web? Well, I watch a lot of really, really bad reality television show. Well, wait, is there good reality television? Well, I, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe America's Next Top Project Chef. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, and. You know, it seemed like everybody was having a reality show. There was the uh, tanning salon. There was the, the health club. And I mm -hmm. thought, you know, comic books are, are are very interesting. There's a lot of crazy characters that come into the store. And so I knew that in order to, to, to make this happen, you would have to script something as opposed to just have cameras film. You couldn't have all the excitement happen in 30 minutes. You'd have to actually write something out. Right. And uh, uh, Ken and Joe are, 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 are two wonderful friends. But every time they would come in, they would just keep me in stitches. We would just die laughing. Like every time I thought, you know what? I, I need these two guys to come in and help actually flesh this out and make it something worthwhile. And so that's kind of how it started. And Ken and Joe, you guys have, you've got a writing background, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've written a few, uh, stage productions gotten that, you know, one of them, a uh, one act plays gotten produced. Uh, I have a musical that I'll be producing, uh, self-producing coming up in January. Um, and, Ken, you know, you've you've got a whole bunch of stuff on your plate. Yeah, I, I mostly come from a journalism background. Mm -hmm. I've been doing movie reviews and that sort of thing most of my life. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess I'm sort of in the nonfiction area, although I've dabbled. I've done a couple uh, short comic scripts. Uh, one of them was published uh, in Black Diamond from AIT Comics. 
but yeah, mostly mostly I'm a journalism guy. This is the first uh, serial anything I've ever written. So, but have you guys worked in video or film before, or is it mostly stage play, radio, or <laughs> we we have worked in film a little bit? I don't know if Ken wants to touch on it, but uh, we. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We, uh, what are you guys talking about? We worked on. We used to do little uh, like home, like like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell started out making home movies. You know, doing yeah. stuff. That's kind of what we did with our friends. I mean, we've got like uh, send-ups of the replacement killers, like John Woo-style movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had this like fake wrestling show that we did once in in the apartment. Uh, this was I years have never years. seen these. Yeah, where, it, where, it, where, where will. it sounds like Richard, you need to get a hold of these because it might be good potential blackmail down the road. <laughs> yeah. But we have uh, we have worked together in a in a video capacity before. Yeah. Okay, so none of this is is super new to anybody, right? This whole this whole variance production. Well, the part where we actually sit down and plan things is ah, okay. uh, <laughs> the movies that we used to make. I mean, we you know we'd see something and it would make us laugh and like, okay, how can we make fun of it? And yeah. then we would basically make up what was going to happen in the scene right before we filmed it. Mm-hmm. And we took pride in the fact that we used crappy props and, and pretty much everything was filmed in my mom's house. Yes. Uh, yeah, and we used, for instance, the, up- the yeah the, the upstairs bedroom, for instance, doubled as the inside of a van. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was like it was intentionally bad stuff. Yeah, but I, I will still I will contend that some of it is genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is this is I guess this is the first thing we've actually like put brain power towards, and you know actually sat down and okay, how do we want to do a season? Okay, what do we want? What do we want to have episode to episode? Right. Yeah. So beyond just being kind of a reality, you know, a fun reality look at at a comic book store in this case, Zeus Comics. Um, how much of the stuff that we've seen so far is actually inspired by things that have happened in the store beyond the most recent zombie uh, episode? <laughs> uh, more than you would think. Really? Uh, yeah, I tend to tell people uh, the really mundane stuff is the stuff that we made up, and the really crazy stuff is the stuff that's actually happened. Like, I don't know, you guys got any examples off the top of your head? Well, Richard, you know, gave us the story about the the guy who wanted to sell the dead man's comics, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. which inspired yeah. the second episode. Yeah, right. Uh, Mary Jane guy, uh, Kevin is an actual person that uh, Kelly has encountered before. I mean, they're all, um, they're all kinds of things that have happened, and you just kind of embellish them to make them attractive to somebody to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even little bits of dialogue. For instance, uh, the scene is it episode three where Kelly's selling the statue to Furley? Yeah, episode three. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, where she makes the line about you know don't think of it as what seventy dollars for one thing, think of it as thirty five dollars a piece. Referring to statues, you know, and and Joe first she's actually used that line to sell yeah, the statue. He, yeah, Joe first put that line off to him. I'm like, come on. He's like, no, she's actually said that. And, uh, so yeah. And <laughs> well, the same- the same conversation that Barry and I had about Mariah Carey in episode uh, was that two. Yeah, that we we've had that conversation before. Yes. Barry said, "Don't make me like her." Well, she doesn't wear fur. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, then this is the other thing that a lot of people probably don't know if they haven't been over to the website at thevariance.com is that you also have people from the store actually in the show. All of you are in the show. Yes. 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 Uh, uh, Ken is the uh, mysterious Vlad character. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. That's always back <laughs> in the back of the uh, the mm-hmm. stockroom guy. That's yes. that's right. Yes, that's that's a very hysterical character, actually. Th- thank you. That's we we try to keep it to a minimum because I tell people I'm I'm so completely not an actor. 
but you know, so doing the weird roles, I could do that. And, obviously, well, and really, the most recent one with the zombie. Right. With uh, prepping in the storeroom was actually quite good. And they're not really zombies. And listeners, if you yeah. haven't seen it, head over to thevariance.com to check out the most recent episode. Or, like I said, we've posted it on the website. In fact, what I'll do is in the show notes for this episode, I will uh, I will post the uh, the video in there so that everyone can take a look at it. So you can just kind of see what kind of craziness you're getting into with the show. And, you know, if, if you've been to a comic book convention or if you've if you've got a really great comic book store in your area, I'm sure none of this is new. And and Richard, you've got an award winning comic book shop. Does this has this show changed the way people come into your store and do things? <laughs> Outside of customers coming in wondering why we're not as animated as we are on the show, <laughs> specifically, it's, it's funny. Uh, Barry's character is uh, actually kind of an extension of himself. We all play very exaggerated versions of who we really are. Mm-hmm some level and uh with barry customers will come in and go well barry's not really acting that's really <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the joke is we don't tell barry we're filming we just turn the camera on and <laughs> well then that it's actually some kudos to these guys because they all play their characters very believably you know it's it's sometimes you get people that may not have a lot of acting experience and everybody is very stiff we're very awkward on camera, and yet everybody in, in the show comes off very natural. And that's very nice of you. But, I mean, you know, obviously there is a uh, a comfort level that, that you can see. Just the evolution from episode one to where we are in episode four, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of see everyone hitting their stride and starting to really uh, feel and flesh out the character. Even though it's based on the real person, they start to feel that that embellishment that they are. And, and it becomes a lot more comfortable, which I'm really proud of with this uh, with the latest episode we put out. Excellent. A lot of that, a lot of that, I think, comes down to Joe, who's directed uh, all the episodes so far, uh, up through five. Is that he and Kelly are both actually working actors? I mean, they've done stage productions, they've been in movies, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. So they, we just kind of follow their lead, I guess. You know, we see what they do, and of course, Joe directs us, and yeah, but Barry and I are, just, you know, helps us figure it out. So there's, you yeah. know, no acting involved. <laughs> <one>. Well. <laughs> Well, Richard, I, I'm curious though how many how many new customers have come into the store because of the variant? Said, "Hey, I saw this variance and I heard about you and I wanted to come in and see the store for for real." I, I, you know, if that if that's happened, it's only only one person has actually had that happen. It was about two weeks a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. A gentleman came in. He was like, "Oh, I'm buying some back issues." Like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you." And he's like, "Yeah." I said, like, "How did you hear about the store?" He's like, "I watched the variance." <laughs> oh, okay, great. And then you prompt him, sold him a, a complete run of Betty and Veronica. Right. That, you know what's crazy about that? Seriously, the the, the when that episode came up, the, the morning that ep- or the day before that episode came up, I got to show Barry a copy of it in the store. And right as I'm showing that copy, this woman walks up and grabs a handful of Betty and Veronica and walks to the counter and buys it. Wow. Barry didn't catch it till after she'd walked. I was like, do you realize what she just did? Do you realize what I'm showing you right now? That's crazy. <laughs> I need to figure out how to drop in other series like Valiant or something like that. Just to kind of- <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of image comics from 1990. Oh, there's no selling those. <laughs> X-Force number one. Uh, <laughs> so right now your release schedule of the show is about monthly. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And so kind of walk us through the production process. How long does it take you guys to collaborate on coming up with the script and then scheduling time and, and shooting and all of and all of that. Oh, I'm way too verbose. Who else wants to take this one? Well, the the, the thing that, need, that 
I guess we need to understand is that when we sat down, we actually planned out 10 episodes. Ah, okay. All right. We have all that already set. We have kind of a, a, a plot and an outline for everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, then it comes down to the three of us getting together and actually kind of writing the actual episode and the dialogue and putting the funny in outside of whatever situational. And then um, we schedule a couple of read-throughs. Um, we spend some time working on, okay, what are our props? We schedule with the camera crew and the extras, and then boom, we shoot it on a Sunday. It takes about two to three weeks to edit, and then it's up. Ah, so you do get it all done in one day. We do We do get most of the filming done in one day. Are yes. you doing a single camera shoot, or is this a multi-camera shoot? Uh, We've been doing single-, single camera so far. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Richard. No, anybody can jump in. Yeah. Uh, and then, then it takes a couple of weeks to post it and everything. Uh, you've been able to get already people that work in the store in it, but what about the extras? Are these people that are sh- uh, store regulars, or are these people that you're paying to come in on a Sunday to, to do this stuff? <laughs> We have to pay them a hey. lot, honey. <laughs> we pay them with donuts. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a, a zero budget kind of production. I mean, we've spent money obviously on like the editing software mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing. But no, these are these are customers. They're friends. Uh, they're people that you know. We we kind of put out sort of a, a limited open casting call. Uh, hey, we need extras, or you know, we, when we go through uh, and start doing read throughs for episodes, we'll say, okay, we need this minor part, we need this minor part, and then we'll start culling just you know who of our friends could be that role. Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, where we've been really lucky too. That we, not only the three of us coming together and supporting each other within the writing and creative style, but we've got some very good friends, both customers and you know just close friends that are willing to uh, to donate their time, and they come in and they'll help us out with with character work, with crew work, uh, it, you know, work in the camera. And and they never ask for anything in return. They're just happy to see the show take off. And again, it's just so cool to have this community feel uh, on a show like this. So then your plans are right now then to keep it as a once a month release. And that's just because of the time it's taking you to to get everything edited and, and shot. Okay. Yeah. And, and we've all got, you know, we've all got the day jobs. And right. That sort of thing. It's, this, uh, it's, a, it's our realistic schedule, basically. OK. Well, it's worked so far. I mean, uh, when the first episode came out, I think a lot of people took notice of it. And then the second episode kind of slipped out, and then the third and fourth, especially the the fourth one. And again, listeners, you really need to check it out if you're a fan of any kind of zombies genre, or if you've been to a comic book convention, or been to a comic shop on a day when they're doing free giveaways. Uh, I think you hit it right on the head with that episode. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we, thank uh, you we very all, much. Yeah, we all have a lot of experience with with, with assholes. With, <laughs> well, and oh, go ahead, Ken. Okay, well, Richard for running this, running the shop and giving out movie passes. And Joe and I uh, used to work together doing promotions for a radio station. We did those movie screenings all the time. Yeah, and they're a how do I put this delicately? They're a they're a certain breed of people, and <laughs> they're they're yes. very eager to get the free stuff from you. So, sort of a stretch from reality, sort of not. Yeah. Right. It's just imagine. amazing the first time you experience them, you know, that they'll, you know, if it's free, they want it. And they don't just want one of it. They want a whole just handful of it, even though there's no way in the world they could use this many, like, free movie passes. <laughs> right. They want them out. They, like, just kind of hoard them. Like, you think they're going home and putting up new roofing with these movie passes. <laughs> <laughs> and they both, I have to say about the guy. I think I told Ken and Joe this last week. Because I Barry reminded me about it the one time we were giving out passes, and this guy goes, "How much for that shirt? The one that I was wearing?" 
it's not for sale. I'll give you a quarter for it. Oh, man. <laughs> am I just supposed to take it off and give it to you? What, what am I supposed to do here? It was very That's awesome. how much your dignity is worth is 25 cents. <laughs> no. Oh. I get this feeling that the, the pass holes uh, that show up in a lot of the screenings that Joe and I go to are kind of like our, our bizarro selves, like our mirror mm-hmm. universe people, because they're all there. They've got like a club. Like, you know, like they keep track of which movies they go to. And we're all so there all the time. And I don't know. I've never actually exchanged a word with them, at least not uh, on purpose. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. So I feel like I wonder if any blowback is going to happen on Zeus after doing yeah. this episode. But, you know. No, no, there, there are some wonderful, wonderful people that come in that, that uh, are, are, are movie addicts that love to go see movies. They come in to get passes all the time. Um, it's just when you're trying to make like a, a kind of a, a zombie illusion you're trying to figure out exactly what to do this population just kind of fits perfectly in with what you need mm-hmm. to, to move the episode forward are there some crazy people among them yes but there's crazy people among all of us so right. just kind of uh, they're easy it's easy to make fun of a group of people just because you can pick a stereotype and run with it and that's what we did mm-hmm. yeah so this has been again i i say it's very popular i mean what the first episode was like fourteen thousand, and now you're in the seven thousand range for the last two or two yeah. or three yeah, <laughs> this. I mean, that's a that's a lot of people checking this out. Yeah, that's my mom hitting play a lot. <laughs> but you know, you've also gotten some attention from uh, you know, some some uh, other big names. I mean, Scott Kurtz uh, tweets about you guys all the time over on Twitter, and in fact, he's going to be a, a guest appearance in an upcoming episode. That's right. Yay, yeah. Scott! Coming yeah. up the uh, the first Wednesday in uh, in December, we'll have the uh, the next episode. And yeah, keep your eyes peeled for an appearance from Scott Kurtz. It's uh, man, he was a joy to work with too. By the way, I just have to put that out there. Excellent. Yeah, he he's uh, he's very good at uh, improvisation. He he comes up with a lot of funny lines, and he yeah, he's just he was it was funny how nervous he was before we actually started filming. But you know, once we were going, and he he was on, man. He he got it every time. Yeah, I've I've only met him a couple of times at a, at some conventions. He's a really nice guy. I, I like him. Oh yeah, and you worry about in in a situation like that, you you don't want to bruise. I don't want to say well, for lack of a better phrase, ego. You don't want to bruise his ego by telling him how to act or telling him how to be. Right. Um. So you try to approach it very gently. And he made it very clear. He's like, you know what? Just tell me what you want me to do. I'll be happy to try anything you want me to do. You know, however you want me to to perform this take. Uh, just really, really excellent to work with. I I can't say enough good things. Now, did you approach him or did he approach you? We approached him to play this part. Okay. So is he a regular in the store, Richard? Yeah, uh, Scott. Scott is a good friend. He's been coming in for a very long time. It, it's it's we kind of. We really bonded at the moment that when he won uh, his Eisner was the same year that Zeus won its Eisner. Ah, okay. So we were out there and we were friends. Uh, he was a uh, best man at our wedding. Excellent. Uh, Scott's, a, Scott's a wonderful, wonderful friend. But when we were writing this particular role for this episode, there was no doubt in our mind that Scott had to be this particular person. Okay. Uh, and, and keep in mind, though, that Scott is playing a character just like we all are. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, his performance in no way reflects the real Scott Kirk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say we did write it because we knew he could play that part well. Because he sure. does, he does the lap, you know, that sort of thing. He's just a funny guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we think uh, we we were sort of making, I guess, a little bit of a gamble. Can he do this role? And hell yeah, he can do that role. Yeah, he delivered. We were more worried. It turned out, you know, as we got closer to the production, without giving too much away. Um, there's there's another character in it that we had uh, kind of precast in our minds, mm-hmm. and it turned out we couldn't use that character, and and it kind of turned into a little bit of a 
uh, not a struggle, but just we had to figure out who would have the best kind of chemistry, not only with us, but also with Scott. And uh, and I think we pulled that off, too. Um, yeah, we, we were able to. Can, can we say who it is at least? Of course. Of course. OK. Yeah, we got um, we got Dave Crossland to come out oh, to play. Uh, to play the the role of a of a fellow comic book artist, mm-hmm. and man, he just nailed it on the head. It was the both of these guys just top notch. They did, yeah. So, so beyond my uh, telling everyone how great the the variants are, and, and Scott tweeting about it, what other feedback have you guys gotten from from viewers? Any other big names that have contacted you guys and say, "Man, I love what you're doing. This is awesome. Keep it up." Well, I mean, we it was it was very kind of uh, Gail Simone to, to conduct an interview with us for another comic site. Oh yeah, um, to grab her way to say, you know, she really this is one of her favorite projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, you know, I, I mean, I suppose I could give you a list of names, but really, it's people that have sent me emails that have said, "I'm watching the show. I love the show. It's great." Right. Um, a lot of people in the industry, a lot of our our customers, a lot of our friends. Um, it, we, we've we've had largely positive feedback, and that's been very very encouraging. Well, I, I you know I know just from the same kind of experience when you've got zero budget to do a podcast, and we do you know the major spoilers podcast, and we have our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. You know, it's the positive feedback from everybody that keeps us wanting to come back again and again and again, regardless of any you know uh, advertising or money or anything that might be made sometime down the down the line. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, this we're we're doing this because we want to do this. I mean, if, if something bigger comes of it, great. But we're really just focusing on having fun, uh, telling a good story, talking about you know comics and uh, pop culture, and, and doing kind of a retail satire. We're having a blast. Mm-hmm. Well, December, you said you're done with the fifth episode. That's the halfway point for what you've sketched out. Are you going to wait until you're done with all ten, or are you already now planning beyond that? Every once in a while, we kind of throw ideas back and forth for beyond. Like, we're like, hey, you know what? It, what if we did this in season two? Or what if we open season two doing this? So it's always kind of on our minds. I think with a project like this that we're um, – it, it, it's it's definitely become almost like our, a child to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're, we're continually trying to nurture it and make it grow a little bit more. And, and, and it does kind of take on a life of itself. And even as the creators, you wonder – I wonder what this, what this character is going to do next, and uh, I think that that's pretty much true for the three of us that we're, we're continually thinking about what these characters are going to be up to next. Excellent. That, yeah, that that's correct, and you know, part of talking about it, the idea of doing a season two or doing anything else, really comes down to what happens in the finale of this season. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's some stuff that we really can't talk about that we got to get to that point, right? And then we have to let the viewer decide. Well, do I get a season? Do I, what is, what is coming up? What is happening? Where are these characters at this particular place? So it's kind of hard to talk about the future when you really need to get to what's happening right now. As long as mm-hmm. it doesn't require an 800 number where people have to call in and decide if someone lives or dies. <laughs> That's not a okay. bad idea. We yeah. might steal that, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> By all means, take it. It's been used before. So, <laughs> so then I, I guess at this point... I guess we should say everybody needs to go head over to the variants.com and check Sweet. out check out the show. The new show now this uh the new one with Scott Kurtz will be about 2 weeks away or a week and a half away by the time people hear this episode. Unless Correct. you're hearing it after the first Wednesday in December in which case hello future people. <laughs> uh what else what else is going on that you guys want to talk about with this? Um, well, I mean, we were in the process of, uh, uh filming six. Oh, okay. Already scheduling, scheduling seven to film. 
Um, we're, we're taking an, an interesting point with the next couple of episodes where we're, we're kind of doing the uh, a lead writer aspect. So Six is going to have really a lot of uh, of Ken's creativity. It's his script. It's his mojo and all that kind of stuff. And then Seven is going to have a little bit more of mine. And uh, uh, Joe is taking on Eight largely himself as well. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see the products we produce uh, individually and separately. Um, I mean, there's still we're still injecting our personalities and what's happening, but uh, I can't wait to see what the product comes out for those. Well, I, I guess what's interesting is that every episode is standalone. So even if people come in and just watch episode three or just watch episode two, you know pretty much who everyone is in that episode. Has there been talk of doing like a multi-episode uh, arc where people would have to follow to, to get the entire story? Or are you just still kind of keeping it to done in one kind of, of tales? I think the mentality right now is to kind of keep it to one and done, uh, try to, try to, you know, raise interest a little more before we require people to, to keep track over, you know, a couple months time. Plus right. putting one episode out a month, uh, it, it's tough for, for an episodic kind of show. Like when, when comics used to come out just, you know, a title come out just once a month, I would lose interest in it really quick. And I think the same might be said for a web series like this. Okay. Do you guys want to go and talk about really quick about what equipment you're using? Because, again, I know a lot of our listeners are into fan films and they've created their own stuff. And, and of course, me just coming from that background, uh, both all, all of us in, in the major spoilers uh, side have, have got a video background. What kind of cameras are you using? Well, I, I, guys, I don't know. Somebody don't call know? Them. Oh, Okay. So you guys, so. Call our director of photography. We know what it is. So, I can tell you that I'm using um, three inch lifts to make myself taller. Okay, uh, that's, the, that's the equipment. I'm using. So, so you you've got another group of people coming in to help help film. So it's not just Joe directing and running camera. You've got a, a nice a nice crew helping you out. Yeah, we've got a director of photography, Luke Hawkins, who uh, who does just. Excellent, excellent. We're like, he's just a hell of a communicator. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times you get, you get like some folks in a crew, you get uh, a director of photography who's, you know, an artist himself and he's got his own vision of what the show should be. And, and Luke's very good about, you know, he, he wants to make sure that it's gelling with what it is that we want. And at the same time, uh, when I work with him, I, I try to make sure that, you know, hey, Luke, what do you think is going to work visually here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust you. You've got the camera. You're looking through the lens. Uh, what I like to do directorially is actually just get with the characters and or the actors rather and make sure, you know, that that they're comfortable with their character. I'll direct their character. Uh, if there's something visually uh, distinctive that I want to make sure we catch, I'll, I'll make sure to mention that. But for the most part, I kind of like to let Luke, you know, kind of do his own thing visually. So large crew, small crew, you've got an audio person, a camera person, anyone Ken's else? the audio person. Oh, he's both, yeah, I, okay. I, I'm actually the boom mic guy because, because you know, I'm a <laughs> writer along with the rest of them, and I've got this small role that's not always there uh, to, to be doing something on set. You know, I, I basically am the boom mic guy, and it's been, you know, a learning curve. Okay. Uh, because I've never done that sort of thing before, but uh, I guess it, it's me on boom mic. We've got Luke on camera. Uh, Joe's helping with the with – the, uh, uh, director stuff, or he's doing the director stuff. We've got uh, Alice. Yeah, we have Alice yeah. doing continuity. We have uh, Steve, who's helping us out, kind of production to wrangle the extras and, and do all of that kind of stuff. Um, we have uh, my husband Chris, who's doing the editing on the episodes. He's doing a, a wonderful job, and yeah, yeah, um, 
then we have a, a, a circus of, of people and animals and elephants that you don't see. <laughs> Children. It works, it yeah. works, you know, it's really. Well, and I'm, for the first time in the, in the last episode, we had some uh, some mood music actually inserted in. That was, uh, yeah, that was, was Trevor. Tyler? Trevor. Trevor, yeah. Trevor. Trevor did a good job on the last one. Yeah. Well, certainly a smaller crew makes it a lot easier to get through a day, especially when you've only got a few hours to do it. And, Richard, you've been fortunate not to have to... Uh, have problems with the store being open and filming at all? No well, scheduling it, conflicts? Yeah, that, that really is it. I mean, we, we schedule the filming to do Saturdays and Sundays. We try and do it at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, it's hard to wrangle your friends out of bed at 8 o'clock in the morning to come in and, and uh, um, sit with us and, and be a part of the process. But we do it at 8. We try and get it done before the store opens. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, but um, we, we make it we make it work. I mean, it's it's... We have so much fun. There's so much laughing. I, I, I would love to pull together like a gag reel of all the things that uh, Joe doesn't say on camera. <laughs> oh, man. Joe is Joe's the Joe best. Joe is the worst. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and none of that is on camera. Or none of that is on uh, the edited video. No. As of yet. <laughs> and Super you, real. Yeah, you were such a fan of episode four, and that was one of those ones where I want to say it was the fastest one that we filmed. Yes, uh, it, was. it seemed like it seemed to go very fast, uh, maybe three or four hours. Uh, and I mean, we were just dying the whole time. I mean, it was really great. All, all the uh, extras were fantastic. All the, the pass holes, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it just clicked yeah. in a big way, and it gotten that way over time, more and more. We um we were lucky with the passholes. They they treated yeah. the project uh, just as ser- they had just as much fun as we did, but they treated the project just as seriously. They were very respectful of what we were doing inside, while you know they were freezing outside in the rain, but they didn't right. complain about it. Um, I think a lot of them got a kick out of James O'Barr showing up on the yes, set. Did you catch that, James O'Barr? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, and uh, I, I, again, yeah, episode four went by real fast, and. Uh, Ironically, it was the only one we didn't shoot at 8 o'clock in the morning. Right, because it takes place at night. Well, the nice thing is, and I don't know which direction the storefront faces, but shooting early in the morning, the m- best light happens yeah. at, at, in the early morning. So that yeah. is a good now thing. Got, now we've got that daylight savings thing where, fortunately for us, 7.30 in the morning now looks like daytime. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, Richard, if people are in the Dallas area, where can they find Zeus Comics? Uh, they can find us at uh, 4411 Lemon Avenue. We're close to downtown Dallas. Um, and, um, yeah, that's where we are. You can find us. Google. All right. All right. And Ken and Joe, I want to thank you guys for taking some time to uh, to talk with us. You too, Richard. This has just been fantastic. I like the variants a lot, and I want to make sure that people know about it. And hopefully they will now from the show, and you'll get uh, some more some more uh, viewers. Thank, thank you, you very much, Stephen. No yeah, thank you very much. Wonderful. All right, everyone. Remember, if you have any questions about the podcast, all you have to do is send us an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. We'll be back on Tuesday with the rest of the gang. And until then, remember, we know that you love comics, and we do too, and we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers.
Fat Dick's revision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the ons. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm Stark Raven, it's like a man of iron. I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009